The Vampire Cat by Gerard Van Etten. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Vampire Cat, a play in one act, from the Japanese legend of The Nabashima Cat, by Gerard Van Etten. Cast of Characters Prince Heisen, Lord of Nabashima, read by Thomas Peter. Buzen, his chief counsellor, read by Todd. Rui Ten, a priest, read by T.J. Burns. Ito Soda, a common soldier, read by Chuck Williamson. Kashiku, a maid, read by Sonia. Otoyo, wife of the prince, read by Abai. Narrator, read by Ian King time medieval japan scene the room of otoyo in the palace time of action between ten and twelve p m note according to the old japanese legend the soul of a cat can enter a human being the vampire cat scene at right is a dressing table upon it a steel mirror toilet articles and two lighted candles with ornate shades Right upstage, a section of shoji leads to another room. This section is now closed. At right centre, a large section of shoji is open, giving a view of the garden. To the right of this entrance is a small shrine and Buddha. At left of the room is a sleeping mat and headrest. By the headrest, a lantern now unlighted. Down left is an open section of shoji leading to the prince's apartments. Just above it stands a screen. As the curtain rises, the prince is standing right centre, looking out into the garden. Ruiten is down right, and Buzen slightly above him. Buzen crosses left. Prince comes down between Ruiten and Buzen. Settle for me tonight my sickness and my fears. To Buzen. Settle them for me, Sir Buzen, Councillor Crafty. To Ruiten. Settle them for me, priest Ruiten, the prayerful. So we are trying in all ways thy pain to relieve, yet naught seems availing. Racked is my body with tortures unending, born of the dreams that are surging forever, backward and forward through my brain, weary. Buzen, indicating door left. Around thy bed each night have I placed thy samurai, in number one hundred to guard thy sleep. Zealously have I prayed in the temple called Mio-In, and during the night hours have knelt at thy house-shrine, praying to Buddha, the lord of the world. Yet have I not slept entirely untortured. Slow are thy prayers in fruit-bearing. Slow, because contending with evil. Approaches Prince. With evil in form strange and subtle, over this house hangs a spirit, never resting and ready always for dire deeds. Such a spirit there must be. But what? Evil takes many forms 
but the form of a cat is favoured by many devils. Prince, startled, the others watch him closely. A cat? Aye, truly, and if a cat stalked here, that evil thing must we kill. Yet, such is their power malignant, that they take other forms than the forms of cats. Even human forms. Ha! And the spirit that visits me? Mayhap that. Only twice hath it failed of its visit. And those lost visits? When? The last two nights. Buzen, swelling with pride. Then, O oh Prince, the cure may be found. Better than prayers is the cure. Eyeing Ruiten. For prayers have not ears, have not eyes, have not weapons. Better than prayers is it. Tell me this cure. Is it grudged, Sir Priest? Ruiten, bowing. A cure for my lord could not be grudged. Well spoken. Say on, Sir Buzan. First, I must beg clemency for thy one hundred samurai. For faithful they are to the bone, yet... Yet? Why clemency? For what? On guard they slept. Slept? Aye, soundly, as though deep in sake. And none roused? They were as dead from shortly after the hour of ten until dawning. Awakening they knew they had slept, yet knew not when the poppy was thrown in their eyes. Even as one man none knew, and were deeply amazed and full of shame. Each night it was the same. Prince, angrily. So they slept, while I, on my couch, through the hours writhed, writhed and twisted, weakening ever, not sleep, yet dreaming. Ah, oh, horrible dreams! Of what were these horrible dreams? What was their substance? Prince, mystified at the memory. There would come a soft stealing, as of draperies hushed and lifted for silence and walking, like soft silken draperies wrapped about stealthy limbs, then a shape clothed for sleep as women are clothed, sinuous and vague in movement, then taking form slowly, the form. A lie! A lie! Covers his face and goes upstage. The form? Prince turns. Oh, Doyo! Ruiten and Buzen rubbing their hands. Ah! Prince comes down right. Ruiten and Buzen are together a little left. Came she to me, leaned o'er me, caressed me, yet soothed not. Her lips to mine, her lips but not sweet. Then here on my throat would she place them, and all my life seemed to smother. Out of me flowed the life-blood in a deep stream, like a tide forced by the gods, against its will to flow far away, and yet farther. So does a vampire, sucking her victim, draw from him his blood and his marrow. Guard thy words. As my strength ebbed, she drew back, 
red-lipped and smiling, smiling and laughing, that where laughter was silent, then with a final shimmer of silent silks she vanished. So was it done. So always the dream, if dream it were. The dream. I think yet it was a dream. So was it always. But the last two nights? Came she as usual, flowing over the floor like a spectre, robed and beautiful. But as she bent over me, she paused as if startled, and, slowly gazing about, turned and was gone. Last night she paused as if speaking to someone, though I could see no one. But the cause of her turning? Turned she startled? Turned she slowly? Turned she wonderingly? Slowly, as if she felt a strange presence. Feared she? She left me. But trembling or calm? Calmly, as from a thing hated and more powerful than she, whom she would not rouse to action. Buzen, rubbing his hands. Good. What is good? That which thou speakest of. How so? Buzen comes forward towards the prince. It proves that I have humbly succeeded. Grudgingly. Through the help of another, tis true, but yet succeeded in bringing my lord honourable help. Indeed, it is so. Say on, very wise counsellor. Buzen, puffing up. Without more words than are fit, this, then, is the way of the cure. When long had thine illness ravaged and worn thee, and many nights had you tossed by weird visions enthralled, no cures affecting, no prayers availing thee. Glances at Ruiten. Then counseled I with thy wise ones, and, too, with priest Ruiten. I you should name first, for without my prayers your wisdom was not. To continue briefly, all our heads together brought no solution. True, true. Buzen, bowing. Humbly I acknowledge my head empty and brainless. Yet even from idiot's lips wisdom oft falls unexpected, and therefore more wonderful. Now it is told in old tales of how Iyahiyasu met. Short, abrupt is thy tale. The cure, Sir Buzen, the hour passes. Buzen, bowing. I crave honorable leniency to be brief. I brief. Discouraged and sick at heart at the sufferings of my great lord, I was retiring to my room by way of the garden, and the hour was the hour of the fox. I heard a splashing in the pool, and drawing near, saw a young soldier washing. I spoke to him, asking, Who art thou? Retainer to my lord Nabashima, prince of Hizan, he answered. And then I talked with him. Of thy sickness we talked, and he was ashamed of thy samurai sleeping. He begged to be allowed to guard thy sleep also, for, being a common soldier, it was not permitted. So earnestly talked he that I promised to consult with the other counsellors and see what could be done. So tell me your name, young sir, I said. 
Ito Soda is my name, honorable sir, and for your kind words I thank you. So I consulted, and the result was we granted his request. And he too has watched the two nights past? Aye, and he slept not, though the samurai were heavy with sleep fumes. I will tell. Ruiten elbows Buzen out of the way and comes forward. You are honorably hoarse. He slept not, as I say. How kept he awake? Since many slept spellbound, how broke he the spell? With him he brought oiled paper and laid it down on the matting, sitting upon it. When over his eyes sleep stole and wearily waited them, he drew out his sharp dirk and in his thigh thrust it by pain driving the poppy fumes off ever and again he twisted the dirk in the raw wound and the thick blood drops soiled not the matting because of the oiled paper indeed this is no common soldier this ito soda indeed not to continue retires upstage disgruntled Buzen pushing forward as i was saying o prince his eyes never closed during the reign of the rat he heard in this room o toyo tossing and moaning as if in great fear of something she could not escape from even at the same moment as the beginnings of her moanings came a cat call from the garden then nearer then ghostly paddings as of padded claws on matting and an evil presence seemed hovering and lurking near in the darkness o toyo gave a low scream then all was silence soon she came stealthily through the soji cat-like her step glassy her eyes claw-like her hands bent she over you with curled lips then she turned even as you have said and seeing a waking watcher left as she came Ruiten comes down the second night of itosoda's watching she threatened him in low words but he made as to stab her and she melted before him laughing a little and he heard the rustle of her garments as she regained this room though he saw not her passage hither thicker with each word the horror about me turns away to write doubts to beliefs beliefs to actions love unto hate turns to them almost pleadingly tell me it is not otoyo i questioned her maid kashiku and found that otoyo's couch was empty even at the time of the weird visit to thee prince overwhelmed so it was otoyo in the soul of a flower a demon on the sweet lips poison there is only one course the one road and i take it buzen moves toward door left the samurai are gathered summon ito soda buzen exits left hard is the fate of man here on this dark earth many the shapes and the shadows stalking abroad yet ever the gentle buddha from the lotus fields watches and guards every life that lives prince 
puts one hand on Ruiten's shoulder. Priest, have not many vampires bleeding them and dream it is another thing? The soul is often a vampire to the body. And that evil thing must we kill. Itosoda enters left, kneels before the prince. Ruiten takes up right a little, and Buzen, re-entering after Itosoda, goes up center. Honorable prince, humbly I answer thy summons. Rise, Itosoda. Faithful beyond words art thou. This know I as all hath been told me. No longer call thyself a common soldier, but a samurai of the Prince of Heisen. And the two swords will I give thee on the morrow. On my knees, I humbly thank thee. Rises. Now time presses, or Toyo will be coming in from the garden. As usual, shall the hundred sleepy samurai guard my coach. Let Itosoda remain here hidden and watchful. When Otoyo rises to enter my chamber, your dirk is sharp, Itosoda. Itosoda draws dirk. As a moonbeam on a cold night. And you know how to use it. I will place this screen thus. Goes to screen left and opens it so as to form a hiding place between the sleeping mat and the door left. So will I wait the moment. So be it. It is a good plan, and on the one road, let us about it. Exits left, followed by Buzen and Ruiten. Itosoda goes behind the screen. Otoyo is heard singing in the garden. Otoyo, outside. Moonlit convolvus through the night hours. When are their faces ghostly sweet? Richer by daylight, drinking of sunshine, as thirsty souls drink at a shrine. Fair are the faces, glassed in the quiet pools, maidens low-bending, vain ones. The singing stops abruptly. Kashiku, is not that a cat stealing stealthily there? She snarls. Quick! Otoyo enters right centre quickly and very frightened, turns and looks back, hurries Kashiku in. Kashiku follows, much less disturbed at any fear of a cat than over her mistress's fright. Kashiku shuts the shoji right centre and comes to Otoyo. You are all a tremble. Quick, let me be safe in slumber. Crosses to dressing table. Kashiku follows her and attends to her hair while Otoyo kneels before the glass. Several nights lately have I heard my lady moaning, as though even in sleep were she troubled. The worry over your honourable lord hath disturbed thee. Your ears are over-keen. I am happy when I sleep. How can I moan being happy? You are dull. Perhaps it was the wind or the echo of my lord's moaning. Moaning, or was it singing? I would it were singing, for singing is sweeter on the lips of those dying. Dying? When those whom we love are passing, even under our hands are passing, and our love weans them from life, and our kisses suck out the blood-life, then would we touch them no more, then would we kiss them no more, 
but a power greater than we and a power that we fear forces us on in our love killing there is in your voice a vibration as even the winds in the pine tops when in the autumn they echo the summer's death song there is in your eyes a strange light as if the soul of another looked out from your curtaining lashes and dimmed the sweet light there abiding oh mistress surely you are different than what you once were otoyo crosses centre slowly even now comes the hour and the struggle and i do the bidding of that which is in me ah how i hate the feel of his flesh quivering under my lips and the loathsome taste of the blood drops thick on my lips that would soothe him and cannot can anything soothe more than thy lips more than the lips that love him i cannot understand the words of your saying you are happy and tearful all in a moment your soul seems a sky full of sunshine and clouds coming to her even now as my hand touches you you are trembling is it the cat that crept upon us whose shape still affrights you thou hast said it my soul is as thou sayest my dreams are sweet and again bitter once came a dream horrible above all dreams what dream my lady the night when you found me there on the floor do you remember well you were all distraught and the bosom of your gown was torn open and you clutched your throat as if you were wounded there but there was no mark and you let wild words fall from your lips and none knew their meaning the prince and i walked in the garden and there at the shoji i left him as i entered there entered with me a spirit and its breath fell upon me dumb my tongue in my mouth and frozen my marrow suddenly it leapt upon me and as i fell downward flashed the spirit into mine eyes a cat two-tailed and hairy and its teeth sank in my throat here can you see a mark exposes her throat to kashiku the skin is as smooth as satin and perfect then came darkness upon me and so you found me so strong is the dream within me i wonder if it be a dream or no you had walked that evening in the garden i had rather dreamed i walked say i dreamed it the prince was with yet it was a dream question it not i would go to rest peacefully he too shall rest peacefully i shall not kiss my lord to-night crosses left not kiss him i think not i shall kiss him i would not pain his slumbers he has paled so and his face is so thin in the night he lies like a strong flower and a strange flower bled of its life like a strong flower weakened and at its sight my dreams are bitter but as i gaze a change comes over all things and i hold in my hands a beautiful flower which i kiss with my lips holding my lips long to it draining its sweetness and a cloud passes over and on my lips are clots of blood 
such dreamings are not good i find the silken coverlets tossed in the morning twisted and thrown about as if you slept ill it is not otoyo who tosses them it is the dream otoyo two nights lately have i imagined you called to me but entering you were not here but there with your lord soothing his sufferings drinking at strange fountains and unknown springs drinking of sacred waters sacred to unknown gods and as i drink another life becomes my life and he is mine utterly mine at last you frighten me be not frightened you have no need now i shall sleep he too is sleeping perhaps perhaps he is suffering shall i touch him with my hands perhaps he is hungry for my kisses shall i kiss him it were a fitting thing to kiss thy lord you know not what you say kashiku my lady you have not heard me say strange things kashiku i have heard nothing nothing my lady put out the lamps kashiku blows out candles on dressing-table go now kashiku and do you sleep deeply breathing poppies my lady go kashiku opens shoji right and goes out shutting it after her otoyo crosses too and lies on the sleeping mat the room is almost in total darkness i shall kiss him i shall kiss him the lantern at the head of the sleeping mat glows more and more brightly until a cat's head appears on it at this moment a cat call comes from the garden with the increase of light otoyo has begun to moan and toss and at the moment of the cat call she rises as in a trance and goes towards the door left as she passes the screen ito soda steps out from behind it and plunges his dirk into her back she falls with a little stifled cry instantly in utter darkness the curtain falls end of the play end of the vampire cat by gerard van etten